Hello and welcome to Scintillating Macrocosms, the podcast that discusses the extended reality and decentralised arts with the artists, curators, collectors and practitioners who are exploring these brilliantly blossoming digital spaces. My name is Harry, I produce and host this podcast as an XR artist myself. For this episode, I chatted to Lorna Inman, who is a talented VR artist and new crypto artist. Lorna discovered her passion for VR art during university at Leeds, and I met her through our shared participation during the Incubator of Crypto Art Initiative. We begin our conversation in a bit of a downer, talking about our latest missed opportunities, but we decide to forget about those for now, and in this podcast soon, I get straight into chatting about how I love Lorna's VR art. Oh well. Oh well. I mean, there are other opportunities. Oh yeah, there are other opportunities. But for now, we're this podcast saying this is <laughs> not not about uh, we could have done. This is what this is about what we what we are doing, what, what we are gonna... doing, and what we're gonna do, and how yeah. we feel about it. So to kick off, I really enjoy your VR art. I like, think first you. time I saw it, I was like, that looks awesome. <laughs> Like the, I particularly enjoy your underwater scene with all of those kind of like tall oh, yeah. ladies with the um the kind of the god rays coming through all the yeah. and things. I think that was just super atmospheric. So I wanted yeah. to ask you, how did you start in the VR art realm? Hmm. Um. Good question. So I was at Leeds, as I said, and as soon as I kind of got to grips with even like the really lo-fi VR stuff, I was like, this is it. This is a hundred percent what I want to do with my stuff. And that was sort of probably during my second year at uni, I was always kind of dabbling in, you know, all sorts of art and I didn't really know where I wanted to place myself. I kind of jumped around a lot and I kind of got like critiqued a lot for that in terms of Mm. just like sticking to, you know, a, a medium but I just couldn't and I think it's because I couldn't make my mind up between like painting or digital or film and all of it and then um we once did a workshop at uni and like as headsets started becoming more available and people were kind of on campus doing like bits of marketing and experiences mm. and things like that um as soon as I tried it I was like this is like oh, answer- hell yeah this is it yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Like this answers every single one of these things I like doing that I can't put my finger on. So that was it. And then I started by creating these huge sort of, you know, when you used to get these apps on your phone and you could kind of just take a, an image and just twirl your body around and then it would it would patch it up into a 360. And it was more oh, like yeah. a, a panel at, at, at the start. Well, I thought, how about if I paint a panorama and do a similar thing and then patch it up and it will be like a 360 oil painting. Yeah, so I began doing that and I even sort of messed around with like painting onto cylindrical canvases. Like I tried to make them oh, round. that's cool. Yeah. How so did you do that? Like, did you make like a sphere? Uh, well, I'll tell you that it didn't really work. <laughs> I kind of used like um, board and bent it and glued it and tried to make it as round as possible but honestly it didn't look great and then um as as I moved on and during my final year I I still stuck with that but I started using Photoshop instead to merge it and then used Veer have you heard of Veer yes 
yeah so i kind of as soon as you make the kind of like two one ratio veer just recognizes it and then puts it into a sphere for you mm. and you can just scroll around it and that was the birth of my first vr paintings which are the ones that are insomnium space actually. yeah i was gonna say that because it was it was cool like looking at your oil paintings and then realizing that you have have them now like in insomnium space yeah. in like a 360 sphere and which you can walk into and experience so what is that like like having painted that and now being able to like realize it and walk into it it was great in like in many ways it's kind of more satisfying than doing something in tilt brush and i say that because it's kind of like i spent what between 30 and 50 hours kind of making these panoramas and doing things like getting the shadows right when it's flat and doing oh, that yeah. in actual paint and then trying to sort of painting the sun in in one space and then in the other part of the canvas the sun's shining on it not you know what i mean like the yeah getting that that was just a complete yeah, like that must have been a nightmare <laughs> it was super like fun and when and when it works and when i finally put it all together and it really does look like a shadow that's coming from one direction um that was like really satisfying to do yeah. obviously like just really hard work but yeah would you um would you do any more of those i would you know what i don't really like have the space anymore some Mm. some of these and i used to build the canvases at uni myself they were like bespoke canvases and two of them were three meters long by one meter oh wow Yeah. yeah yeah big huge things um and definitely don't have the space for that now or the resources really to create my own bespoke canvases um but i I miss i miss real life painting sometimes like vr is completely my passion now it's like an obsession really taken over my artistic i don't know Mm. what what i like doing but artistic energy yeah yeah exactly um but yeah doing that kind of process was really fun to do and i do miss it slightly yeah. a, a actual like drawing and painting i was very like therapeutic and yeah you can just really not so much you're at uni, you've got deadlines oh, following yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm sure you know about all of that oh, yeah. but yeah once you're in the zone in that kind of flow state while you're in mm. you kind of yeah you don't need to be in vr to get immersed in art no which is cool Although it's like it's a completely different experience, yeah. I think that's like why I am so into it now. I, yeah, like I said, it kind of just put together all of those things I did like about traditional art, digital art, and film. What was it like the transition from painting on a flat canvas with like standard traditional tools, but then going into VR tools, and yeah. what was it like exploring those tools? and making them bend to your will yeah i I realized i didn't really i've kind of missed out part of the question so i i got into vr specifically through um cooperative innovations in leeds do you know simon barrow you may have heard of him no i don't know um he's just you know he's a vr guy he's got cooperative innovations they do games um and he I'd, i'd been to a few of his talks and kind of like open days and 
played his the demos for his game, which um, are released now. And he kind of, we got to kind of talking a bit and he said, oh, like, why don't you come in and try Tilt Brush? Because I'd seen it and I was like obsessed with the idea of it and I really wanted to try it. And he said, just come in. And like, what he did is he kind of gave me a, a brief almost. He was he was like, here's a concept. Go away, try and, try and create something. Um, I had like an hour or so and it was just like, see what you can do. So this was the first time that I'd used Tilt Brush. Yeah, so coming back to your question about like what what was it like to transition into that? Initially, I think it it take it does take a minute, doesn't it, to kind of get to used to the controls. Mm. But then after, you know, 10 minutes of messing around, you're like, "Whoa." Yeah. <laughs> okay. You just kind this of serious. Um, yeah. Kind of like float into just kind of like lean back into all the tools and then like, "Ah, oh, this yeah. feels comfy now." What did yeah, you start on? Then... Did you start on a Vive or a Rift or uh, so this year, yeah, a Vive, and then eventually I got my own um, Quest. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, what I liked the most about Tilt Brush was just coming in and just the blank canvas is like all around you. And I've always liked doing big things, like as you can oh, yeah. tell with the three meter canvas and everything. Yeah. Um, so it was wicked to just like have all the space. <laughs> And not have to worry about the cost of materials. That was a huge one. Yeah. And yeah, the choice, just the choice. Yeah. It was great. just so much what you can do. Because you've, you've done a lot of just like whole landscapes and whole like just yeah, worlds. Yeah, yeah. And that's great in Tilbrush. I find that really difficult to do whole worlds because you've got to, you've just got to draw everything. Sculpt yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, where do you draw where do you draw those worlds from in your in your mind do you do you have you I think, yeah i think I've, kind of like a, I've got like a bank of i guess just photos i i base them on a lot of them are based on places and a lot of like assets as well like trees are sort of like ones that i've seen or nice. um that the underwater scene that was inspired by an artist. I'm gonna quickly look up the name of him because I really don't want to get it wrong. Cool. Um, but yeah, so like I could just be in. I'm inspired a lot by like nature and things that I've seen, and also like I once went to this limestone quarry in the Lake District, and like that, I feel like it. It kind of looked like this magical cave with like a like a, a small lake in front of it and that has kind of inspired I, f- I find things just pop up like bits of inspiration that kind mm. of take place in a lot of my artworks but yeah I'm big about like atmosphere and lighting and I want to create that sense that like you are in a, a place not just looking at something yeah that's really cool I like the idea of your work being like a patchwork of all these memories and things you've experienced. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. The artist that I was thinking of, it was Henry Hudson. Henry Hudson. I don't know if you know of him. He kind of makes these, they're actually like plasticine, I think. They're like some very small reliefs. They look like paintings, but because they are, he's molded little bits out of plasticine. It's like just the contrasting colors and textures and everything. It's just a bit crazy. That was what inspired my underwater one. Oh, yeah. I have to butt in here. I had to rephrase the next question because I bungled it up a bit uh, at the time when I asked Lorna. So here we go. 
Before interviewing Lorna, I did a little research and found that she had a pretty powerful belief that VR has the power to be a transformative force for good. Uh, I agree with that, and I wanted to find out more about why she believed it. Yeah, so um, whilst I was at uni, this is what I wrote my dissertation on, basically. I believe that it has the potential to elicit positive emotional outcomes. So by that, I mean specifically self-awareness and then also empathy. Mm -hmm. I think that like, I've done a lot of research into sort of like different artworks and how VR itself is used as kind of a medium of of like sensation really and like it can do it can just make you really self-aware and like it's as simple as going into an atmosphere and then just like that that sense that you know you know your body's not there but there's still an element that your mind is being tricked into mm. thinking you're there and you kind of just have this moment of just being like whoa like what what's going on like I'm being tricked you're aware of it and it just means that you know as well that thing about sort of like having ghost sensations I like creating work that goes a lot around ghost sensations like um like passing through light or like passing through an object and you kind of feel weird because it feels like it should really be happening but um obviously it's just your mind being tricked yeah and i think that that kind of raised self-awareness and the fact that everyone kind of has even though it is an individual experience that everyone's having you are sort of all kind of succumb to the atmosphere that you're within within vr and it just happens even when you don't have that many sort of like degrees of freedom, like I think even very simple VR can kind of do this. And obviously the the more involved your senses are in it, the more that this is true as well. Mm. Um, but sort of when you're sort of talking about like difficult topics, especially, it kind of, you connect to, to it on a kind of emotional level and a level that is a, about your sense of being instead of, say watching a movie or looking at a 2d piece of art where it's more of an idea it's more like internal i think this is more kind of kind of directly attacks your like sense of self in a way or can do at least and then i've seen many ways that this is used to sort of create a sense of empathy between like the people who are in the experience and then sort of groups of people that have also been in the experience but then also towards the people that create it like the mm. content or what it's about or the person that's talking over the experience or something like that and I think like the best example that I kind of found for this is um this short film called Manic and it's about bipolar disorder and it's about a woman who has all of these voice recordings where um, her sibling who has bipolar disorder so she's not the one that has it her sibling has it and she um, leaves all of these voice recordings on her answer phone and then out of these recordings um, and she kind of used this like her diary if she couldn't get hold of her then she would just call her and like speak her mind um, and then they created experience like an experience out of those in attempt to kind of understand not necessarily the disorder, but to understand just the emo like the emotional baggage that goes with it from the standpoint of like standing by your your siblings or trying to understand how some of the most difficult parts like might feel or just just a very basic way of of trying to get to an a a 
collective understanding of the disorder in a really sort of abstract and artistic and not necessarily like representational way. And it's just quite different to sort of um, like reading about a disorder. It's just a bit different. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like what I try to plug into my my pieces in a way. Nice. That was a really that was really astute and well <laughs> well articulated. Um, yeah, I, I I completely agree. I think um, there is a like a heightened reality aspect to when you're completely surrounded in a, in a an immersive story, mm-hmm. and that kind of that as you say that sense of being um that kind of a like whole experience when you're in there um can really just uh be like kind of heighten the affectiveness of whatever um emotion people are trying to convey and um i'm on the fence about whether it's like true empathy like cognitive empathy or like kind of what's the word it's kind of like uh, near empathy I know what you mean. It's not necessarily like exactly it, but it's a sort of step into some way of yeah. It is. It's some um, kind of weird understanding that <laughs> it's the right. It's the right word. I think you've got like this shared experience out of it. Put people in experiences so then they can share that experience. Then talk to other people who have been <laughs> in that experience and have a collective understanding. As you say, is really. Uh, valuable and and powerful yeah I think oh sorry go on no you can go ahead um I've just sort of remembered that what got me started even thinking about it really was one of the things that I tried outside uni which I don't even think really would be allowed to do now it was it was like people discovered this about VR and then they started thinking, how can we use this in really horrible ways to make people to feel really guilty and it was basically like um this thing about veganism and it was about um oh i've experienced that and you're in the place in the slaughterhouse the... yeah in the slaughterhouse yeah. and i kind of went through it and i think i even came out of it and i was like i'm not sure if this is like the best way to to use this i was kind of like this is kind of a a yeah. negative way of of using this like powerful tool of like putting yeah. someone in the space and That's, um that made me i yeah because i experienced that uh halfway through a, a period of time where i was kind of like trying to be very aware of all the kind of immersive stuff i was going through so i was like this is not the way to do it <laughs> yeah it kind of just like made me think first of all this is really powerful second of all i think they're probably going to be like a lot of ethical issues kind of being raised and like we're kind of seeing this happen this was obviously i don't know how many years now maybe maybe four years ago yeah um, and we're definitely more aware of like what we create like content and what it kind of does to people but that's kind of, that's kind of what made me think of it and i was thinking how can we like cr- use this powerful thing to make people feel better about themselves yeah. or <laughs> It's a difficult one because you, part of me is like, I don't want to make people feel anything really. I just want to mm. kind of encourage them to go like, well, hey, this is, this is a, another way of doing things. Um, yeah. Hey, just like, I like a heads up. I think that's probably the best way to describe everything 
in terms of like the empathy thing as well is like you're not like trying to force emotions on people or trying to kind of drop them into an experience and go okay now you've now you know what this is about is just giving people a heads up about a particular emotion or experience and go okay now now you have an idea of how maybe you will react to this situation um thanks to this person's shared experience but you don't necessarily have empathy for them just yet (laughs) yeah I think for instance a better way of doing that would just be like that specific example would just to be to have people relate to the activists for the for veganism for instance yeah as opposed to like just putting you in the place of (laughs) yeah I think a they could do a lot better stuff now um if they had like a 360 documentary of interviewing a big, like maybe a vegan activist chatting to a slaughterhouse employee or a kind of a butcher's, uh, having that conversation in 360 while in either in a, a farm or a slaughterhouse, those kind of juxtaposed environments. And if they were like one side, uh, like, What's the? It's kind of like maybe like one twenty degrees distance, so you're kind of like on a tennis match, and you get to like look uh, from either side of each of the arguments, mm. and then maybe over the course of the, you can make it interactive in a cool way. Like if you vote along the way, like who's who? Do you, who do you agree with as you're going? And like if you have like a synergy between the two sides these two people could like gradually get closer and closer as they're chatting mm. the documentary or they get further apart. Exactly. I like thinking about that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting. And there's so, there's so many experiences that I've like, yeah, exactly thought this deeply about. I think there are so many ways that it can be used like very well. But I saw another one around the same time um, that was to try and understand the view of a child with autism oh yeah um, it was really really simple and he didn't create it so it's not coming directly from him again it was just like a way of trying to just like simply understand like the most basic of like his his everyday interaction kind of thing and it was a bird in just a black space and it was this lit up bird um kind of like you know line drawing really basic and graphic uh-huh. and it just like flittered like around you and it and it kind of stuttered and it dragged and it um like repeated itself and things like that and it was just all you could do is follow this bird and like your attention is just completely drawn to this bird and you like follow it around everywhere and I think it was just meant to well it said in the description that it was meant to like, kind of make you aware of how like one thing can just like take your attention um and you just get lost in it and every and something like a bird flying past could be this like huge distraction and um you're like completely enticed mm. and overwhelmed by this one thing and i think it kind of that i think works really well i think yeah when you've got like a really clear idea of like kind of the the, the single experience that you want people to to experience like a a distraction like that i think it can be really powerful Mm. and i think that's why kind of vr art works so well as well because you you've got like this single piece of 
art which you're surrounded by, which you can just concentrate on, um, which is really neat. Mm. Oh, I'm glad we went down that little um, <gasps> tangent. Yeah. How how did you find yourself in the crypto art space? That one is all down to MetaGhost. Oh yes. So we'd met at um, at an event, the VR art competition. You know the tilt brush competition. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. It was at some point last year. Was it? Was I think it? I think it was, or maybe. It was like anything that was pre-COVID was just yeah. last year. Before times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was like what last decade. Um, yeah. So I met him there, and he kind of mentioned like what he did with his own events and stuff. And I was like, well, if I can get involved with that ever, well, like, let me know, that'd be great. So we'd been in contact since then. And then he eventually just messaged me um, out of the blue about Somnium Space. Oh, yeah. And literally applied the day that the first um, application ended. And I kind of, you know, you, you, you throw in a low, late application to something, you kind of think, oh, I don't know how this is going to yeah. go, but... Let's just do it. And then I just got it the next day and I was like, whoa, <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, so what did you put in your application? Um, <laughs> um, well, I initially thought that it would be like placing a piece of art inside the world rather than building, essentially. Oh, yeah. Um, so I kind of made up this idea of having different levels of um, environments and they will all look different have different atmospheres and it would mainly be like based on natural things as well so like trees and it was meant to be just about having kind of different emotion places where you can mm. just go and like be and it would just be really atmospheric basically yeah. um and then coming into the software changed my idea a lot it became more of like a gallery and is now a tree house as you've yeah. seen <laughs> yeah it's really cool which is really fun so then that I so I, I didn't know anything about crypto art um at the time and Meta guys kind of said oh you know don't worry you don't need to know about this stuff like just get involved it's fun it's a bit of yeah. art you'll and I was like yeah so then but um inevitably I have learned a lot about crypto art and like got involved with it and I'm thinking about whether I should get involved more and like the community is just like the, the best part about it yeah and, like, i agree and everyone everyone says that don't they everyone says yeah. that but it's it's so true but i'm still a bit sort of bewildered by it all oh yeah all I right I, me too <laughs> yeah like does that ever go away <laughs> i don't I hope so uh but at the moment because it's just the because it's like attached to like the cryptocurrency world which moves so fast as well yeah. I think there's always going to be some kind of fast-paced change digital revolution aspect to it. Um but yeah, I'm just concentrating on the art part and seeing where that takes me and and like the seeing where the kind of integration with like VR experiences goes as well. It's really exciting. Yeah. I what I want to know more about is um like minting 360 experiences which i know some people are like tapping into but i haven't really seen an example of it happening 
No, neither have I. But it it sh- it should be should be easy, really, because you just you should be able to just upload like a panorama, inject it with that three sixty stuff, and then. Mm, yeah, but I don't know if there's like, you know, the like the metadata and actually it being mm. spherical. But yeah, I don't I like I I I'm seeing people like talk about it. I think it could be really cool I because I think it's going to happen. Someone's going to just do it one day soon. Happen soon, yeah. yeah. If like Async like, Art or maybe Infinity don't get on it soon, somebody will. Yeah, and like Zandi was as well, wasn't she? Yeah. Talking about wanting to do that. It's going to happen soon. Yeah. I mean, and then once I figure out, that's what I, I kind of want to get into making films. That's what I'm probably most interested oh, yeah. in. Yeah. Did you, um, you remember you mentioned earlier that you have done some filmmaking in the past. What, what's your yeah? I've kind of done like, like videography, and I did um, I did an Erasmus study abroad year in Italy, and I, I had a video module there, and I created a short film about lucid dreaming. Oh, cool! <laughs> and it was like fifteen minutes long, and completely entirely done by myself. I had one actress. Um, I did all of the. I try even tried some special effects. Um, nice. Didn't necessarily work out very well. Um, but yeah, that was like a good head start, and like I'm I'm interested in doing stuff like that. And I'm recently I'm working on a project now with a company called Nutcut. I don't know if you've like read anything about it on my website or anything. Um, um, rings but, a bell. I think. Yeah. So we are um, creating a project called. Gurmet, and oh, yes. we are creating a 360 film that we want to have on like mobile devices but also in headset and oh, yeah. it's about telling the oral histories that have been passed down the generations of people in britain that have fijian heritage that have come from indentured labor in fiji Ooh. so um yeah people that were traveled from India to Fiji in like around the 1900 mark um, and served with this indentured labor agreement. And Giramit is a, is like a, a word for agreement. And this has been passed down. And although it's been documented in like, you know, very crudely with like names and ships and numbers and everything it's not you don't hear really you don't hear anything about these histories and um so this is kind of the chance that we're getting to tell the stories of the people and like their livelihoods and what it was actually like to go through the system um yeah so that that's what that project's about so we're creating like a a short 360 film so this will be my first 360 film, like of the kind, um, which is great and yeah. excited. And we're launching in December. Oh, cool! Not long then. Yeah. Cool. How yeah. long is it? At the moment, unsure. It's going to be like a shortish experience, so I'm going to say around the five minute mark. But as I said, we're not sure. Okay. Um, so yeah. you're illustrating each scene. 
yeah, I'm illustrating like four different environments and we're just going to, it's going to be like a passive um, walkthrough kind of thing. Cool. But the, the viewer will have the um, the freedom to kind of move their head, but then it will put them on a camera path. Okay, cool. Oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah, I like the idea of using, like melding together, like videography, VR art and everything because there's, and like game design as well. It's like a, a, a lovely, perfect, well, not perfect, but very interesting space where you can yeah. meld all these different kind of techniques and industries and ideas. Uh, yeah. And I think we're really just scraping the, the, the start of the opportunities as well. Yeah. Like you hear things about like live actors going into VR sets and I just think that's mental. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that. Kind <laughs> of thing. Is that with um, The Under Presents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I still really need to go in and actually like buy the ticket to the... Um, oh, they have stopped yeah. selling those. They've stopped doing oh. it. Because I missed out as well. I oh, was so annoyed. They stopped that in September. Silly. I should not have let that pass. I know. Um, but I did do like the rest of the environment. Yeah, like all the different puzzles and things. <laughs> Don't want any spoilers in there, but no, it's it's good, it good fun. Just incredible. Like it's just, I just love that. Butting in again, heads up, we actually do discuss a lot of the underpresent spoilers. So if you don't want to hear any of those, skip ahead to about 38 minutes. And like, because that, that kind of like expansive, explorable world with like promenade theatre like embedded in it. And it, it's yeah, just yeah. so cool. Um, I think... Like, um, yeah, with like that kind of theatrical set pieces and design and... Yeah, and, and the interactivity pose. was like some of the best I've seen like outside of gaming experiences yeah i think like the interactivity i haven't seen anything like it it's really smart really just actually quite simple but just yeah. really well out and just makes you do that thing when you're like oh god like <laughs> i've it's like hours, what's happening yeah yeah because yeah. i love it because you can't talk but you can just like click with your fingers click your hands mm. at people yeah yeah and uh and like take your mask off and do all sorts of things it's good really good simple yeah yeah and it's like communication yeah and like the problem solving element of it as well was great like get on to the next bit yeah that's really good good by like teamwork as well like some of you had to you had to have like three or more people to do one of the tasks which is which is yeah, when you yeah. when you can't talk to each other it makes it very interesting to try and achieve yeah exactly Did although you... you realize that though that i mean this is a spoiler alert so closure is <laughs> but um that the people are you did you notice people that me you know you know the bits that you're talking about where you need more than one person yeah they're you it's what? you in the you know it like restarts every now and then you're like oh, okay i've restarted and then there's people that you can't communicate to they're just you oh yes it's you in the past when that kicked in my head i was like mine remember that like, at the very beginning yeah around me this is mental yeah that was awesome. then you interact with yourself and like yeah. you need two of you to push buttons and things like that and but it's yeah, you. like wind up the um yeah exactly things oh i forgot about that 
yeah that's really 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 fun did you Crazy. ever make a did you get to like the mask making room uh i don't know i thought oh. i'd done it all but clearly not there's like this secret route to like this secret castle and then you like bring all the leaves and stuff back to life in the castle by repairing some statues then that what? leads to like this crab room where you you've got all these materials and like you kind of alchemicalize make this new set of masks with like some bizarre instructions on the wall oh wow no i didn't i didn't get there and i spent hours trying to make those masks oh well maybe maybe i don't know maybe there are different ends to it then because i sort of came out at where it just felt like the end um clearly not <laughs> Like, did you come out into, like, this big old empty, like, desert space? Yeah, yeah, essentially. And then it ends with, like, the ticket booth. For a yeah. Did you, did you go into, like, the boat? Uh, let me... The boat. Yes, yes, I was in the boat. And, like, you, um, like, use your mask to, like, turn back time in the boat area. I'm not sure if this all happened for me. I feel See. like I'm gonna I'm gonna go back in because <laughs> I uh, missed out the whole boat thing to begin with as well because uh, I spent too long in the first time and had to get out. And then when I loaded back in, I'd like I was in like the the lobby area and then didn't realize that there was this whole other like story based around this kind of research vessel which you had to figure out how to save all the different people by going backwards and yeah, forth in time. Yeah, I definitely sort of saw, like, the first sort of scene for that, but I'm, I don't, I definitely didn't do all of these things that you're saying, so. Oh, man. Interesting, yeah. In I need to go back in there, to be honest, as well, and just experience it all, because it's just another level of, of fun times. I can't wait yeah. until more stuff it, like that comes out. Yeah, Boy. exactly. That is, I think, like the beginning of of a very new kind of... It's just clever. It's like thinking of clever ways to use it. Yeah, and I think if if more stuff like that for like narrative things came in with the kind of cinematography lessons from like a hundred years of filmmaking, yeah. where we're, we're going to come... I mean, did you ever watch Dear Angelica? Yes. That was an yeah, amazing first, like, for, for like yeah. one of the first experiences in VR. That's just, like, yeah, well, this is very well done. Yeah. Well, how did they make that? Because it looks very tilt brushy. I think it was either I... tilt brush or quill, but they, they it wasn't... built it and then in like unity did all like the materialization yeah. effects yeah yeah yeah. that's what i thought are you are you familiar with like unity or unreal any of the other kind of game engine things i'm not see these are things that have been like on my to-do list for ages but i, I don't worry i am the exact same <laughs> yeah um it's, it's knowing like where to start <laughs> and mm. then also I've, I've even like written myself out like timetables to just you know try and put it down and just do it but it's just hard isn't it to get yeah. started it's hard to know first of all which one to choose like for what I want to do which is going to be the best mm. that 
um and just stuff like that and I've, I've thought about going back to uni as well and doing courses and stuff because I find like that does really work for me like I did a coding course and I learned so much more in such a short amount of time than I would had I done it myself yeah um, I'm I'm a big lover of structured learning as well <laughs> It's... yeah definitely like i use it i think i used to think that i was really great at like pushing myself <laughs> I, I, am, I am in some ways but with this in particular i think a bit of guidance would be great yeah i've been looking at like the short courses at escape studios and things like that and like oh yeah escape um, studios yeah so they are just studios but they also do masters and short courses oh yeah which is unique yeah. um i've been looking at those but again it's money and yeah money money stuff. money 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 <laughs> you should do uh the masters here in bristol uh virtual and extended reality is that what you did i did want to ask did. yeah <laughs> go, go it went really well i mean i was in like the the very first year so it was a bit shaky in some places um but it's run by a really really lovely program leader called verity got tons of equipment and things and it's just a really nice space to explore the broad applications and kind of mm. narrative and industrial affordances of vr and extended reality yeah from awesome. like a sociological ex uh perspective as well rather than um industrial industry yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah no that sounds good i was i was looking at um goldsmiths they do oh yeah quite a good looking one but um the program like started in September, as always, and I kind yeah. of left late to make a decision. Well, the masters in U in UE starts in January. Oh, does it? <laughs> yeah. So, talking about like um, late applications, when I applied for the masters, I applied like on maybe te fifteen days before it started. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Record timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, that's that's great. That is that's great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a good it's good advice. If you're thinking about something, just go for the application. Just doesn't what's the worst that can happen, you know? You yeah. Play, I like playing the rejection game. See how many <laughs> things you can get rejected from. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing that game at the minute. Mm. Super fun. Super rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you apply for things, you get better at applying for them. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm not really sure what, what my next step is, actually, in terms of things. What would you... If you had, like, a budget, what would your next... What would your, like, perfect project that you want to start work on now would be? Um, Actually... I think I've, I think I've just had way too much time to think because the other day I I rewatched Avatar. Oh yeah, and I'm like, just wow, this is just great. And now, which Avatar is this? Is this the cartoon the, or the? No, James oh Cameron? sorry, uh, the movie. Yeah, the movie. Cool. The 2009 movie, um, and I thought I've also been like, 
um like alongside art I was thinking if there was another industry that I would you know want to be in what what would it be if I was going to be looking at jobs elsewhere Mm. and I thought I'm quite like passionate about environment and like climate change and just just like awareness and things and I think I was uh, looking at sort of like these programs. I don't even know if I'm joking or not or whether I actually <laughs> would do it, but um, these programs to like go and plant trees in the Amazon. And then I was, and then I was looking and there are ones like combined with photography and you can go and like, it's meant to be about um, improving your photography, photography skills by going to the Amazon. Like, that really yeah. Like, awesome right um and i was thinking would be great to make a film like an immersive painterly yeah about that that could be really really cool that would be awesome if i had a budget that is exactly yeah. what i would do, i think because you could take like a 360 camera as well to take like references yeah exactly but then also put like painted elements yeah in. that could be really cool that reminds me of um VR Rosie's she did like a piece about a forest which like was burnt down and then she like painted yeah. new new leaves and things over it. Oh, I'm great. not sure I'm not sure if I've seen that one. That was a while ago. But she does stuff all the time. She does. Yeah. She it, she is an inspiration actually. She is so like dedicated to especially with the um Inktober to just yeah. push out every day like it's It's really amazing yeah yeah did you give inktober a go i didn't um i've been working on this gimmick project so that has been taking up a lot of my time and i didn't think that i would have time to do inktober um whether or not that is a slight excuse i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) i definitely yeah, I definitely want to be like putting more content out, and I'm I'm thinking about how I might go about doing that. But yeah, as I said, at the moment, this like 360 film is like I'm completely engrossed in it. Yeah. Um. Do you are you part of VR? You must be the VR art live folks. Yeah, know yeah. about them for sure. Yeah. So you can do like submit like weekly stuff to them yeah that's oh yeah that's the kind of thing that i need i need to do for myself really yeah i'm i'm the same i i only say that because i need to remind myself to do it as well yeah yeah exactly because practice as well isn't it mm, mm. better at what we do there are also like new software that i want to try i've not like Ooh. tried them all so have you heard a lot about uh colory VR? just well yeah i was just about to mention that i'm dead keen to jump into that and see what it's like yeah me too i think that's like the first one really that i've been like apart from maybe quill but i did try quill and i kind of thought yeah quill's cool but it was like there was a lot there's a lot on the the ui yes and also the fact that kind of like the pain can change so like you can literally turn yourself upside down as opposed yeah. to like turn things around in a space that stays static that kind of threw me off a bit yeah um but colory looks like 
a real contender. <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, what Tilt Brush Two should should have been. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give that a go. And it's free at the moment as well. Is it free? I, yeah. So I initially saw the the paid download and was like, okay, let me think about it for a day or two. Yeah. And then there is a like a demo version that. I've discovered that you can oh, that's cool. What, where's, can you send me a link to that? I'll yeah. link it in the description of the podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. Ah, that's really cool. Mm. What? Which platform was it on? Is it on Oculus or... Uh, Steam. Steam. Steam, okay, cool. That's good. Oh, that's fab. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I've, I've exhausted all my questions that I have for you for now. Um... It was lovely. It was really lovely chatting to you, Lorna. I'm glad. Yeah, I great. yeah thank out. you. Um, Same. If um, if anybody wants to chat to you or ask you any information about what you've talked yeah. about today, how would they want to? How could they get in contact with you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram. They're both the same to me. So either of those is great. And it's at Lorna and Menard for both. Perfect. All good. Um, and another thing I like to ask, uh, my guests, if, um, if there was any pieces of advice that you would give to starting, uh, VR artists or, or crypto artists, uh, what would you say to them? Hmm. Starting VR artists, um, what would I say? Or like people that want to do VR, I'd say like it's definitely worth the investment. It was something that I put off for a while, as in like investing in a headset and things like that, but haven't looked back at all. Yeah. Um, getting into crypto art, I think I'm still kind of at that initial stage, really. And I'd say that just being a part of the community, as I said, has just been like, the most important part and everyone is so encouraging and everyone's really believes in each other's art and stuff and i think that is definitely like the kickstarter to just being involved in in the crypto art market and then taking from there what you will about what suits you and what suits your art and everything um that has just been like the starting point for it all i think nice yeah. brilliantly good good shout <laughs> Beans. All right. Well, I'll. I think I'll end it there. Yeah. That's a nice place to end because I've already said that anyway. Um, so, thank you for having me. It was so nice. Oh well, thank you for coming on. It was really lovely to chat to you and learn all about you. And I definitely want to get you on again at some point. Yeah. Yeah, um, that would be all. Next couple of months, that would be grand. Thanks for listening all the way to the end of this episode. Thank you to Lorna for joining me and having a great conversation with me if you like this podcast and you want to get involved as a guest or if you have any constructive criticism please let me know you can contact me via the details which are in the description thanks again for listening i look forward to giving a cup of tea for your ears in the future <laughs>